Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We're going to get back into the discussion about economy. Maybe some good news? I'm not sure. It depends on who you talk to. That's the way things work. But the latest U.S. inflation numbers came out this morning, and they're down slightly. And and down is a relative term. Their inflation in um, this month is 8.5% in the United States, which is incredibly high. However, it was 9.1% last month, so it has come down a little bit, largely on the price of gas uh, is is leading that sort of change. And you've seen what's happened with the price of gas here. So um, have we got to the top, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, interesting piece uh, this week, though, because uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, a recession or a soft landing or big trouble or just a little turbulence. How is it going to end with this inflation that we're seeing? Uh, and we've heard arguments for all of the above. But the more we talk about Canada's economy, our next guest recently wrote a piece in the Financial Times saying, not only are we headed for a recession, the title of the piece is the roof is about to cave in on Canada's economy. So let's find out what's going on uh, in their expert opinion. We're going to chat with Julia Wendling, an economist and an independent research firm, Rosenberg Research and Associates. Julia, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So the roof is about to cave in on the Canadian economy. That bad, hey? Yeah, yeah, we definitely think so here at Rosenberg Research. Now, what indicators are you looking at? What leads you to uh, make that kind of prediction? Well, there are a few things. So first of all, uh, the Canadian residential real estate bubble has really been brewing for many years. And if there's one thing we know from history, it's that excesses like this are hardly ever permanent. So it was always going to be the case that this unsustainable home price growth uh, we've seen, especially over the last decade, was going to cool. So it's completely expected that now that the Bank of Canada has begun pretty aggressively increasing interest rates that we've seen home prices come off. And they're down about 14% at a national level from the peak in February. And we really do think there's more room to run on that. We are still looking at prices that are 26% higher than they were pre-pandemic. So there's a lot more room to run in this housing market collapse. Not good news, but like you say, we've been building, we've created this, right? And we've been building in this direction for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the Canadian economy over the last about three decades has become much more reliant on the housing market than ever before. So we've seen housing sensitive components of consumption and investment rise from about an 8% share of GDP in the mid 90s to 12% today. And not only that, but we also, with elevated levels of household debt, are more sensitive to interest rates than, yeah. than we have been previously. The other thing that we I've had a hard time wrapping my head around, and I've asked every economist I've had a chance to speak to, employment. How does this fit into this uh, particular thing? Because we know there's a lot of available jobs, unemployment very low, but that could change. If we see you know, a big correction in the housing market, that would affect employment, wouldn't it? It definitely would. So it would affect um, construction jobs the most, of course. If we see a big pullback in the housing market, um, construction will definitely be hit short term, especially if the workers that are kind of 
um, in excess of the long run norm, which is which would impact about 300,000 people in the construction industry if they can't find another job elsewhere. Um, so we might have kind of a bit of short-term pain, especially while we reallocate some of these resources if we do see a correction. But just more broadly based, if we get a slowing in consumption, really employment could be hit across the board, but it is hard to quantify. Right, exactly. Yeah, And all this is because of the interest rate activity, right? You raise the interest rates to try and cool off the housing sector. That's exactly what it's designed to do, uh, but maybe it's doing too much? Yeah, definitely. Um, we we think that the Bank of Canada is kind of of a view that uh, the economy can support higher interest rates than it actually can. So these moves, we're estimating, like it, like I said, if we get a reversion to the long run mean um, in these housing sensitive components of GDP, we could see $30 billion shaved off the economy for sure. What about household debt? Like we keep talking about how this is all changing and the rising interest rates and everything like that. And Canada in particular, right, has a lot of variable rate debt, do we not? It does, yeah, yeah. We are up to 55% of new homeowners opting for variable rate mortgages. And just for some perspective, that's up from 7% at the beginning of 2020. So mm-hmm. this cohort of home buyers over the last two years can really be hit hard. They're, they're definitely the most at risk of seeing their mortgage payments increase substantially. And that'll, of course, eat into consumption in other areas. I was surprised to read in your piece, though, that you thought uh, this interest rate hike activity that we're seeing, lots of people talking about it's going to continue and we're going to see inflation continue into next year. You're saying we could see the interest rate hikes end, possibly even reverse. And in fact, that could happen really, really soon in your thinking. It could, yeah. So if if the economy does kind of collapse like we do believe it will, um, that'll bring inflation down with it. And the Bank of Canada will kind of realize that the economy, like I said, just can't support these high high interest rates. So more than likely, we'll see the Bank of Canada stopping that rate hiking cycle um, by the year end. And a reversal could very well be in the cards. Likely a 2023 story, but you never know if, right. the, if the downturn is bad enough. And so that downturn, you're, it's looming, in your opinion. It could happen at any time then. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is looming. We look on the brink of class any moment now. Wow. Okay. Julia, interesting insight. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good afternoon. You too. That's Julia Wendling, an economist and an independent research firm, Rosenberg Research and Associates Incorporated.